I'm Charlie, and over here next to me is the other half of this tag team, Mark. And welcome back to our listeners, and welcome to all the newest members of the DJ Multiverse, and welcome to our Inside the Ropes uh, segment. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to cover, so yeah. I guess let's go ahead and uh, ring the bell. Ding, all right. Uh, so we're adding Raw and SmackDown to the coverage since we're going to do a devoted episode of Wrestling every Wednesday. Um, as far as Raw 727, or July 27th episode, uh Pretty decent show. Yeah. Um, for all, like Charlie just said before we, we started recording, Raw's picking back up. Um, they're, they're, they're accelerating their build to SummerSlam. Obviously, they, I think they realize, like, oh, shit, we have our second biggest show of the year, or right. third, whatever you want to or you want to put it in. Coming up within the next couple of weeks, we really got to put pedal to the metal. I've been reading a lot of, like, obviously read a lot of the dirt sheets, a lot of the online stuff um, about, like, people basically saying, like, the show, the company in and of itself is, like, directionalist. Like they're 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 showing up for tapings with basically nothing to go on. Right. They're just saying, all right, go out and wing it. Well, WWE, uh, your product's getting better. Yeah. So maybe just start fucking winging it. Well, I think part of that is is the wrestlers are, are kind of getting a little bit more control over what over, they're doing. Over what they're doing. Yeah. And 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 maybe they're or maybe they're listening to you know all the sour grapes from everybody leaving. Yeah. And 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 you know hearing them go. I'm tired of getting handed a scripted promo. I'm tired of being told every single word that I have to say. Yeah, it amazes me that what, what, what does amaze me about the scripted bullshit that WWE does is like every documentary I ever watch about NXT, they have full promo classes. Mm -hmm. So what are you teaching these guys to do? If you're, are you just teaching them to run, read teleprompters? Like they're not running for political office. They're, they're, they're entertainers. Let them entertain. Tell them, hey, look, you can't go out there and say, fuck your mother on air or whatever you want to say you can't say, you know. But give them their parameters and say, this is what you can't do. Exactly. Give this them. is – and everything else under the sun is 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 – is forgivable essentially. Give them, give them, give them guidelines. Yeah. But like, I mean, everybody loves to look at the the attitude era through through rose tinted glasses. Um, but do you think Stone Cold Steve Austin was reading promos from a from a book or no. from, from a cart? No, 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 none of them were. They all, but they all say that. I mean, you can go watch any Broken Skull session, like where Stone Cold talks about promos, or just listen to his podcast. Like they didn't. They were told, like, this is the path your story's leading. Get us there. Right. And they sent them out there, and they, they got them there. Yeah. So, um, anyway, promo-wise, right, you got, yeah. you got Randy coming yeah. out and, uh, you know, challenging Drew. Yeah, sets the title on the title, which makes sense. Put Randy in the title picture for SummerSlam. Hopefully Randy wins it. I, I wholeheartedly want to see Randy Orton break Ric Flair's record. Like, I, I, I want him to surpass John Cena. I want Like, to me – as much as people like there's a disdain for Orton as a personality, like, you know, which we'll get into for the following week's episode of Raw. I like Randy Orton, the wrestler. I don't care about his personality. I don't care about how he is backstage or with fans or whatever. He's a heel. He's way he's always better as a heel. Mm -hmm. You know, he hasn't been a good baby face since he had a baby face and he was 23 years old in the company. Like, he is the consummate heel. He's a guy that should always be the bad guy, and he's great at it. Continue right. to do what you're doing, Randy. Fuck all, everybody else that says otherwise. Well, and, and his moveset serves a heel. Like, there's certain wrestlers where you look at their moveset and you're like, 
That's more of a that's more of a yeah. heel type moveset, right? Yeah. Uh, you know the deliberate strikes, the you know the the, the targeting of limbs, like yeah. in 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 a sadistic way, right? Yeah. Not a not a I'm a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart, right? Yeah. Uh, Randy targets specific things, but then he also punch you in the skull. Yeah. And, <laughs> which which is cool, you know they they went away from just like the curb stomp, they went away from from moves that. Are inherently dangerous if somebody tries them at home, or if you know there's there's some things that could go wrong with them. But the, obviously, I guess WWE's like, okay, well, other companies are like doing somersault flips off of scaf, you know, scaffolds onto barbed wire two by four table. Like WWE, the, the curb stomp is the least of your worries. Right. Um, but then speaking of dangerous, so Nia Jax, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she. Is trying to get herself back into well, at least on this episode, she's trying yeah. to get herself back into uh, the title picture. Uh-huh. Yawn. Uh huh. Yawn. Is and look, then Baszler Baszler comes out and interrupts double yawn and and a match so I, gets set up. Well, so I don't have a problem with Shayna Baszler. I think that she did great with with her NXT run. Um, but the problem was is it was Shana, with, with my biggest issue with Shayna Baszler's whole entire WWE run is is they bring her in. And build her up at the same time you're running Ronda on the main roster. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking like MMA background, the wrestling, it's like comparing like a Ferrari to a Ford. So like it, there wasn't like Shayna's the much more polished wrestler, but Rousey was the draw, and they're 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 similar characters. And my biggest problem with Baszler from the jump is. I when I was watching her run in NXT, it was just like I was watching Asuka's run again. Like, okay, well, we're gonna dominant. we're gonna make you as dominant as Asuka was, but when you finally do lose, it's not a big deal. Like Asuka didn't lose a match until WrestleMania, and or to her WrestleMania match with Charlotte, basically she was undefeated in the company to that point, and it was a decent payoff. Like her. Which- I will still say she should have won that Mania match. I, he, she should have. I, I don't think that she should have lost. She should have, but for the sake of Charlotte being Charlotte, and, you know, we'll get into that a little bit because obviously, you know, you have Bailey and Sasha two belts that are running run amok right All now. All belts. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like I said, so they, they, they come out. Nia cuts a promo. Baszler interrupts. I have no interest in this this match, this rivalry, because in all said and done, like, I – I'm not as big of like a Nia hater as most. I just don't think she's interesting. Right. I don't think she. I don't. I. I think she. She's passionate about the the business. I think. I think that's evident. But I. I just don't. I don't think that. You know. I. Don't, I just don't think the. I don't think her talent will ever match her passion, which yeah. is fine. There's some people that are just inherently better PR people, better whatever. But like, look, uh, Nijax. She's she's in WWE. I'm not right. Yeah, so she's she, there. She's doing something right. Yeah. Um, but when you, it's it's comparing her, and I think that's maybe where where the dislike comes from is, I won't even say dislike. It's just when you're looking at talent that WWE has, and you go, okay, well you have all of these women. Yeah. And it you don't even have to go. Oh well, it's because Nia's a big woman, right? Tamina's a big woman. Uh, too like, and she's more athletic. WWE consistently gets the the plus size female wrestler selection like wrong, in my opinion. Like, not that Nia. 
Well, no, because they, ha they had Awesome Kong. They did, and but she, she obviously she, she, she decided she wanted to have a baby, and, and, and like that's fine. That her body, her choice, her, her life, her, her choice. Like, cool. I'm happy for her. She obviously came back. Worked. She was working with the uh, AEW, and she's done a bunch of other stuff for her, her career and her life, whatever. Right. However, you know. It's almost like Nia is being pushed to the point that she's being pushed for motives other than her ability in the ring. And, you know, it's been highlighted by thousands of other podcasts and analysts and articles of, like, her hurting people and things. Like, it's wrestling. Yeah. You know, the old adage things are going to happen. Day, right? Yeah, like, but I think it's harder to overlook those incidents with her because she just in my opinion my honest opinion as a fan and i'm no knock on her like you said she's in wwe i'm not but as a fan i get no enjoyment or entertainment out of watching her wrestle mm -hmm. and it's not that nothing against her as a person as an individual I, I think her her body positive movement i think her voicing her you know her her platform for bullying and things those are great things for, for young females that watch wrestling or are part of this universe to see. However, I don't think she I don't think she delivers between the ropes consistently enough that allows people to overlook the the the, the injuries that she's given to other wrestlers along the lines. And injuries happen, like you said, it's not ballet. Right. Well, I mean look at look at Seth Rollins. Yes. I, and look at how hard you know Bret Hart went on on Seth Rollins. Um, you know, it Guys, yeah, people get hurt. There are people in the ring that are more dangerous than others. Yes. Goldberg. Um, yeah. So, I mean, but it there's a number of factors that go into it, right? Yes. And as much as I dislike Goldberg, I know that, you know, he has been part of some very significant stories. Stories yeah. into the. He was marketable. He, he was a draw. He was everything that you wanted in a wrestler. So you can overlook. Not overlook, but you can asterisk that injury and be like, okay, yeah, it sucks. It happened. But every, I mean, Goldberg went on like a, what was his undefeated streak? Yeah, uh, it was like a hundred and something. Yeah, he, he did a hundred and something matches where nobody else had career-ending injuries. Nobody else had significant, you know, marring to their body. Yeah, he hurt Brett. Yeah, he almost fucking crippled Undertaker. Yeah, cool, whatever, we get it. But at the same time, he's had thousands of other matches and the same thing can be said for Nia. Nia's had thousands of other matches where she's a consummate professional and she doesn't hurt people but there is times where she she's clearly in the ring and like when these injuries occur you're like ooh, she could have avoided that maybe well, like look at the recently departed Kari Zane yeah right I mean look at how many times Nia hurt her and, yeah. and that you hurt one person once okay you hurt the same person twice because you're care, I don't. I won't. I don't want to call it careless. So that's unfair, right? I yeah. think that she does care. I just think that it's sloppy. Uh, yeah. And, and and also, if we if we use the Goldberg comparison, right? Like, yeah, Goldberg didn't put on any clinics of matches, but he was part of significant matches. Yeah. I can't name a Nia Jack a Nia Jax match. No, other than her WrestleMania win over Bliss, which was still. I, I see. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, but the thing is, is that that. That storyline is marred with the bullying and Alexa Bliss body shaming and all the which I don't like because I follow Alexa Bliss on all social media platforms and she's completely against that type of personality. Right. So it, it 
digress on the Nia yeah, Jax. Yeah, often, spend way too much time. I, I, I don't want. Jax. Yeah, I don't want that that soapbox. Um, All right, uh, Angel Garza uh, uh, and Andrade uh, take on Viking Raiders and Ricochet and uh, Cedric Alexander. What are they? They're calling themselves the Two Fly Crew. Sure. Cool. Okay. They got I, a name. I like it. I they, like them as a. It, if you're gonna do a tag team, if you're gonna be a tag team, be a tag team with and, a name. And, right. And that and. So and that's why I love the revival well, FTR yeah. right is because they love those types of yeah. things same mindset. Uh, so Andrade and Angel Garza they walk away with the win for the number one contendership. For the number one contendership. I like it. I like I like them. I like their their constant back and forth. I like that uh, Selena Vega has to constantly pull them apart and basically be the mediator. It's it's a it's a good dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, past that match you get Jax Baszler which ends in a double countout and Jax attacks a staff member and. Like I said, we'll talk about next this past week's episode where you know ultimately she gets suspended. Right. Once again, don't care. Um, yeah. No offense, just don't. It has I have no interest in it. Um, Dominic Mysterio confronts Seth. Uh, Murphy sh- shoves Alistair Black's eye into the steel ring. They're they're doing this eye thing with the disciples and Seth. Like whatever, if that's their thing, that's their thing. Cool. I just. I think it's stupid. I'm, I'm looking forward to when we're done with the eye injury angles. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the end of that. I'm looking forward to the Dominic Mysterio Seth Rollins match. Talk about a fucking debut. Yeah, like, like I get it. Like your like lineage and in 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 people you know matters, but your first match in the company, like where all these bigger name guys come in, they get regulated to NXT or they they got to build up or they got to do whatever. Your first fucking match is Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Well, I mean, hey, look at uh, you know we're, we'll kind of get into it into the the SummerSlam spotlight that yeah. we're gonna do, but um, that's where Mysterio had his debut match. Yeah, with SummerSlam, and it's also where they did the Dominic Mysterio custody. <laughs> yeah, match. and the custody. So he's yeah. got. So the Mysterios have history at, at SummerSlam. Um, Our Truth wins a twenty four seven title back from Benjamin during MVP's VIP line. Has so over the twenty four seven belt. It just has no purpose to me. Other than to keep our truth out being entertaining, yeah, just give our truth a give him a Miz TV type segment every couple weeks. Yeah, like Truth TV or whatever, you know. When he, <laughs> right, well, that, I think that one's taken. Yeah, um, but uh, I, you know, I enjoy Truth for for yeah. the comedy that he brings on there, especially in a three hour wrestling show where you do need to break up the monotony sometimes. Yeah, and he's. He's like what fifty something, yeah. 60, and he's still in better shape than half the twenty-year-olds oh in the company. It's ridiculous. Um, Lashley versus Ali. Lashley gets the win. Uh, they're building up the Hurt Business uh, faction, which is cool. I wish it was the Nation of Domination, but I get like MVP came. Oh no, we're gonna do something different. We're doing cool, whatever. All it is is the rehash of MVP's um, click in Impact, yeah. and it, instead of uh, Kenny King, it's Shelton Benjamin with him. Whatever. Cool. I like the suits. I like all that. That's in this past week's episode of Raw. But uh, Sasha Banks for Oscar for the women's title, win by any means, count out, disqualification, so on and so forth. Uh, this is how WWE retired Kari Saint. Yeah. Uh, she told Oscar she want, when they did the, the Raw talk or whatever mm-hmm. post show, she said she wanted a, a title match with Asuka. Like, why not let Asuka and Kari go at it at SummerSlam? for the title and make it a, like a title versus career match and have there would have been you could have gone at it as two friends fighting for everything yeah essentially and oscar would be torn of like well if i beat my friend she has to leave the company and this could be like the one where like you we say in comics death isn't forever mm-hmm. like 
this is forever. Like, Kari Sane's probably not coming back to the WWE ever. Probably not. But then again, it is wrestling and yeah. anything's possible. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is one of those storytelling things where uh, you think about, like, the Kurt Angle going, well, I want to face John Cena at WrestleMania. Yeah. And Vince going, cool, you can do that next year. You're in a program with Baron Corbin. Yeah, but I want to retire. Cool. So you're going to face Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. Yeah. If you want to st stick around for another year and not retire, we'll give you Cena next year. But right now, this is what you're doing. And I think that may be the case with this, right? Kari going, I'm done. I want to face Asuka. And Vince going, that's cool. Um, yeah, but it, and I agree with that because, I mean, obviously I read that same article about Kurt wanting to wrestle Cena. Tremendous opportunity, in my opinion, fucking waste it. Yeah. Um, and I would I have loved to have seen that, too. And my thing is, is, like, nobody, I guess nobody knew Edge was coming back, but I'm sure people heard that he was training and that he was getting approvals and things like that. So why the, why the fuck would Angle wait another year for Cena when he's going to be overshadowed? Yeah. Like, your whole retirement is going to be overshadowed. Right. <clears throat> well, but, I mean, that, this mania would have been huge. Oh, but th also think about it, too. Look at how Mania turned out this year. Yeah, it wouldn't have been worth it. Your final match is in front of nobody. Yeah. So with a I, ceiling fan above your head. I mean, at least we got to be there for Kurt's final match, you know. Which, yeah. Which, you know, it, it sucks that it was against Baron Corbin. It sucks that he lost. But, you and know. It sucks that that, that has done nothing for Baron Corbin. Right. I mean, look at where Baron Corbin is now. He's, he's no further along now than he was since he was yeah. still back on Raw. So Banks wins the title uh, from count out. Um, like we said, highlights Kari Sane's final WWE appearance. Um, Mar uh, Buddy Murphy wrestles Umberto Car uh, Car Carrillo. 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 Yeah. Uh, fucking poor Umberto. <laughs> like, like that guy. Like <laughs> he wrestles his ass off. But Buddy Murphy, I, I made a comment seven, eight months ago of like, okay, if there was going to be a fact, this is before the revival was gone from WWE. I'm like, they should, they should do like another like evolution faction. Randy Orton. Carlita or uh, Randy Orton, FTR, and Buddy Murphy. I think, and you do the role reversal. Randy Orton becomes world world champion. FTR obviously dominates the tag division. You have Murphy running rough shot in the mid card, and then eventually he pushes his way up to the to the main title scene and dethrones Randy. They did that, but they just didn't do it that way. You know, obviously, you know, you have Buddy Murphy with Seth. Austin Theory's out on um, apparently on some sort of suspension over some of the comments he's made or things he's done in the past. But well, you had AOP also as part of that. Yes, movie. just because what's his name's hurt. Right. Um, but my my thing, I like Murphy. I'm a big Murphy guy. Mm -hmm. I think he puts on a tremendous match in the ring. Um, so yeah, so he beats uh, Humberto and then McIntyre versus Ziggler in an Extreme Rules match, which I don't think any of us need it. No. Like, we didn't need a rubber match between the two of them. Um, but, obviously, it sets up Orton's RKO at the end of the show, um, catching Drew off guard. Right. Um, then, uh, I, good show. Yeah. Uh, three out, like I said, man, the three-hour formatting gets you. It really does. It makes it hard to get through a, a single sitting of Raw. So, I usually watch it in a two-day span. Um, any comments, anything you... No, I mean, I, I'm enjoying the direction of Raw, and and we can we can let's get through that week or let's get through that whole week of wrestling, yeah. so we can get to this past week of, of Raw and, yeah. and kind of talk about that. So uh, AEW um, and NXT both on the 29th. 
Uh, so uh, we had Inner Circle taking on Best Friends. Uh, with friends. With, with friends, uh, which was uh, the Best Friends. Um, so Chucky e. T, uh, Orange Cassidy, and uh, Trent, Trent, uh, Trent Beretta uh, with Lucha, uh, Lucha Express. Express. And um, Inner Circle, you know, anytime they're in the ring, they, they deliver. I think that that was a... Uh, yeah, I, that... The, so I, I, I saw something in, in one of our, our Facebook groups that I'm in. I, I don't, are you in Cult KFAB? No. So it's a local group. It's run by a bunch of Maryland, you know, whatever local guys, but it's got thousands of members across the country. Somebody was like, you know, asked the question, is NXT or is AEW usually this tag team heavy? And I never really thought about it, but I don't have a problem with it because a, and WWE and NXT are not. We get one match every week or two. Like we just went through that whole card. And we got one, you know, triple threat tag team match. Um, but my thing is, is I am starting to see that AEW is doing tag team after tag team after tag team. And like, to the point that, like, we'll get into this past week's episode, they had three straight tag team matches. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You had Dark Order versus Elite. You had Best Friends versus Santana and Ortiz. And then you had... Cody and and Matt Corden or Zack Ryder versus Dark Order. Like, th- three straight. I mean, obviously, it's cut up between promos and other things, but that's a lot of tag team back to back to back to back, especially when you follow up last week's episode where you had Omega Page versus Dark Order, Inner Circle versus Best Friends, and then at the end of it, you get Moxley, Darby versus Cage and Starks. Right. So I don't mind it because they're highlighting all their talent, it's an it's a new Japan booking format, mm-hmm. and like people are like, oh, you know, uh, Tony Khan just doesn't know how to book. He doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to distribute the card. No, he does. He's just doing it like New Japan. Right. So if you don't watch New Japan, you're not used to it. Well, I mean, WWE used to be more tag team match heavy, right? You were always yeah. getting tag team matches and now it seems like that's far and few between which is weird because you got three sets of tag titles you got two men's and yeah one you women's. don't ever the, the, they're making a big deal about sasha and becky being or sasha and bailey being all having all, all the goal doesn't matter to me because they never defend the tag titles right so, so what's it matter um and and well so during that episode the, the that 729 episode of uh dynamite ftr signs their contracts with AEW yeah. uh, on on TV, on on screen, TV. right? Because there was there was rumors that they were they were there for a couple of appearances, but I think the problem, the companies are benefiting from the pandemic in the sense that okay, well, you're only gonna do five appearances for us, but what are you doing after that? Well, you can't go to Japan yet, so you're gonna go to Impact and do five appearances. Well, Impact's probably not offering those type of deals, so they they get there, they get comfortable, they're like, you know what, screw it. We like these guys. Obviously, it's working for us. They're 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 pushing us to the moon. So let's just let's stay here. Yeah, and well, and part of that signing was, okay, we want a tag team appreciation night hosted by FTR. Yes, they made sure to emphasize that multiple times during that segment. Yeah. So and and if there's an FTR tag match, they have a tag group like they wrestle traditional rules and all. It's cool. That's FTR's thing. They are old school. In the new school era, no flips, just fists. Yeah, <laughs> um, you get Cody Rhodes versus Warhorse. So this open challenge has been great because they're bringing in all these independent guys, guys that aren't working, things like that. Like Ricky Starks gets his match with Cody, good, great match because both of them are tremendous wrestlers and entertainers. And then he gets signed to a full time deal. 
He was a big NWA power guy, which sucks for NWA power when they come back. But hopefully you know what this means, that NWA gets more talent. Yeah. They get other people to come in that are independent that we don't know, and they can build those guys whenever NWA power gets back on the air. Um, then you get Eddie Kingston, also of NWA power fame, but he was also obviously an impact for a period of time. He's been for, around forever. Tremendous Mike guy, great rough and tumble, hardcore slash street style, you know, wrestler. Wrestles, has a tremendous match with Cody, introduced thumbtacks, does all the cool shit, and then gets signed. Yeah. Like, that is giving opportunities to people that, like, you know, when Eddie Kingston obviously wasn't pre-announced like Warhorse was, but when guys are coming out making, you know, online and they're like, oh, well, you know, why don't we see this match or that match or this match? And, like, if Cody's interested in TNT or AEW's interested, they're bringing these guys in. Yeah. I've never watched a Warhorse match. I know he's tremendously popular on the independent circuit. Was it a good match? Yeah. Nowhere near to the level maybe of excitement that I had for Ricky Starks or Eddie Kingston because I know those guys. Right. Um, it's funny because AEW tweeted out, like, who do you want to see answer the, the call? And I, I from the from our Twitter, I, I responded, I want, I want to see Scorpio Sky versus Cody. Yeah. Because I, I think Scorpio Sky is the most underrated wrestler in AEW. If he's not with SEU, he's a main event guy tomorrow. Right. Um, so we, we get to we get to see that. In the, obviously, that was announced this week, but we get to see that coming up. Nice. Um, Omega Page versus Dark Order uh, for the, the tag titles. Um, at no time did I think they were losing the belts. No. I, I'm very confused at the booking of Dark Order. Like, they lose constantly, and then, you know, this past week they win. And, like, it, Brody Lee is a character that unfortunately I just think he's just not been used well anywhere he's been. And like, it's cool that he's playing this like dictator slash, you know, cult, cult leader. leader. Like that, that's cool. But there, we, I need more out of it. Right. Great match with Moxley for the world title, but he lost. Right. So now he's regu regulated to the mid card. Why not have him go after Cody and win that? Uh, hopefully that's where we're headed. Right. I, I don't know. Um, so Obviously, Brody Lee and the rest of Dark Order attack the champs in the Young Bucks post-match. Right. Um, and FTR comes for the save. The FTR, FTR using the, the cooler full of beer <laughs> consistently as a weapon has been a good, like, it, it's just been a good throwback. Well, yeah, because that styrofoam, that just that stuff just collapses, and you got ice and cans going yeah. everywhere. Um, Britt Baker pushes her rivalry with Big Swole. I love this whole thing. Like... When Britt Baker was, like, the baby face, face of the company, like, oh, I'm a dentist. Ooh. Like, I hated it because I'm like, your fucking boyfriend's Adam Cole. He's the biggest dickhead in wrestling right now. Like, <laughs> why are we making you, like, whatever. But now her being this character with Reba, who used to be, um, she was in Impact. She was a big, and people don't even realize this. A lot of people, because if you don't watch Impact, fuck, what was her? I, I don't, I, sorry, I, I can't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't I follow didn't, it. I didn't watch Impact. I just know that she was, I know she at one point in time was in her knockouts division and was, you know, a bigger part of it. So it's funny, like, obviously, you know, Burt Baker the, on the 29th, you know, teases like, well, I'm going to pick an opponent. If you beat that opponent, then you can wrestle me at all in or all out. And obviously the next week she picked Reba. <laughs> and like, Reba's like, what? Like, but she gets in the ring, she can run the ropes and do with, you know, obviously Big Swole's going to squash and right. it's going to be end of it. Um, you get Sheeta versus Dynamo, uh, the, the, the Amente. Yeah, I think the, that's what it the is. The Amente. Yeah. Uh, 
I was kind of I enjoyed the match with her and Ivalice the week before. Mm-hmm. I wish Ivalice would have won. I like Ivalice. I think she's a, I think she's a better wrestler. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Uh, Sheeta wins. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. She she yeah, of course she is. Sheeta needs to to hold this belt as long as possible. Sheeta is the is the most polished and the best wrestler. Or, sorry, she's the most polished and she's the best suited to carry that title with some prestige. Right. And the longer she holds it, the bigger the the, the outcome will be for the person that wins it from her. Uh, they announced a deadly draw tag tourney, tournament uh, for the women's rules of how the teams are going to be picked, so on and so forth. Um, I don't know if it was the 29th or last week's episode that Cam. It was last. It was the 29th. Uh, what's her name? Nyla Rose. Oh, Cameron. Yeah, Nyla Rose makes the, the draw, and Cameron uh, comes back from... I don't know. If, is she using Cameron? No, or? she's not. She's using another name. But yeah. Cameron from WWE, um, she she ends up teaming with... Her, her favorite match was uh, Alicia Fox versus Melina from some SmackDown. Yeah, isn't that what she said? Because <laughs> she was on Tough Enough or something. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's your favorite match of all She time. also made the, the mistake of trying to pin... So she was wrestling, I think, Naomi, and she did her finisher and split when Naomi's back or belly was on the yeah. canvas. And she tried to pin her. She tried to pin her with her stomach on the canvas. Yeah. She's like, sweetheart, you can only pin people with their shoulder. Whatever. Yeah. She's, I'm assuming she's been training because she's in tremendous shape. And I've, I've heard some rumors that she was going to come back. They were actually teasing. There was a lot of rumors she was coming back to WWE. Mm. But apparently, obviously, that's not the case. She's at AEW. Um, MJF's State of the Union. I bolded it in our notes. This dude, without a doubt, is the best heel in all of professional wrestling right now. Yeah. There's not a better heel. Jericho doesn't match his, his fire right now. You know, Randy Orton doing what he's doing is just vintage Randy Orton, so it's not new. It's not for MJF doing what he's doing is as close to the consummate heel behavior as you would ever get. Yeah, I mean, well... MJF's a good heel because he says things that make you dislike him, right? <laughs> and 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 it's and that's 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 actually kind of unique, right? Because yeah. like in a, in a day of age like this, where, where where we have wrestlers out there, the heels are still getting cheered because you look at them, you're like they're putting on, they're doing everything right, yes. right? And you love, and so is MJF, but it's how he carries himself and yeah. and he and, never breaks kayfab. Yeah, he just He lives the life he lives and in you know when he's in public he's a dick, when he's in on screen he's a dick, when he's on Twitter he's a dick. Like right. I like it. And me as a fan like I I enjoy it. Keep it up, man, because it's only going to take you to the My biggest fear is is in 5 years MJF his contract's up or whatever and he goes to WWE. Mm. Because but he's he's the guy. He will be the guy at some point in AEW. I, oh yeah. Oh, it's it's only a matter of time before I he's think, world champ. I think he might take the belt from Moxley. It's possible. You know, Moxley runs runs as a lone wolf. Cage and them have a bone to pick. You know, they might see MJF as easier prey than Moxley. So let's get the belt on MJF. But obviously, MJF's got Warload and all his other you know, little minions and people around. I think his cabinet is going to grow. Yeah. I think you're going to see him. Like in, a JBL. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, tremendous, tremendous promo spot. Uh, Moxley and um, Darby versus uh, Nick Cage and Starks. The promo at the beginning with Taz talking for Brian and then giving the mic. R- Reggie Starks can sell salt to a slug. Guy's got, got a tremendous promo. 
Um, and then obviously they go out and they wrestle the match, Darby with the surprise entrance, and then, you know, good match. And then yeah. brutal, brutal finish at the end with the skateboard with thumbtacks. Yeah. That, uh... Like, you're, you are, AW is benefiting from youth and stupidity <laughs> with a lot of their spots because there's just guys, like, there's no way Randy Orton's taking that spot. No. There's no way Seth Rollins is taking that spot. I just, I think about that, like, I don't. I don't even want to imagine the amount of pain that comes with. Oh, because when, he, like, when you fall on, like when you see the wrestlers fall on thumbtacks, you're like, okay, they're falling on them, but they're not scraping them across their back. They're landing on them. Yeah, it's gonna hurt, but it's just it's poking in. But when, like if you run, like if you're, I'll use this as an example, right? You're out if you're outside working, right? And you're working on a uh, project and you're sanding something down, and there's a nail behind there, and as you're sanding down and you catch that nail. With your like your palm or something. No, oh, it's fucking. It hurts. Miserable. Because you ran it across. You've you've created. Or you're running through like the woods as a kid and you catch a thorn bush. Right. And it just. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm good. But my thing is, is Ricky Stark takes that spot. He is literally trembling in pain. He ain't selling that shit. That, that is real that's pain. That's pain. Yeah. And like to the point that like you could tell, he had to like force his shoulder blades to the mat for the pin. And then obviously that 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 yeah. end of that match it gets announced that next this past week we were getting Moxley versus and Darby, Darby yeah. um, as the finish. Um, so, good, good. And AEW and and I, honestly the the ratings are starting to show it. AEW is consistently putting on a better show week in and week out than NXT at this point. And, and I will agree with that. Um, you know, Like from start to finish, all the way through. All the way through, right. I will agree with that. Uh, and I was actually having this conversation with, uh, with one of my friends, right? Where it's like, so NXT may have the better match or better main event or something like that. Yeah. Um, but as a show, complete show. Yes. Dynamite has just been better. Yeah. And uh, you're coming from somebody who, you know, is a, is a huge, like, I lean more towards WWE than I would uh, AEW um, or NXT. I mean, NXT is my favorite, my favorite brand, but watching the shows consistently now. Yeah. Um, so, so let's go ahead and get into NXT for that week. Uh, so yeah. you, you get Ear Shirai and Tegan Knox versus LeRae and Ka I don't know if, you know, We've, we've said it before on the show, NXT and WWE as a whole have a, have a basically a, a mile head start in the women's division mm -hmm. over AEW. I am not impressed with the women's division on either level for WWE at the moment. Like, I don't care for the double, the two-strap bullshit with, 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 the, with the main roster. Uh, the, the the most compelling rivalry for me right now, WWE wise, female, is um, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, and that 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 came to a head last or Friday night, and that for me right now is the marquee rivalry right now in WWE as far as the female goes. But you know, once again, Io Shirai, like I said, when she wrestled Tegan Knox a couple weeks ago or a week or two ago. Not interested at all. Match was, to me, it was just blah. She looked off. Timing looked off. Speed was slow. Like, But she gets in a tag team match where she's surrounded by a tremendous amount of talent. And once again, she she looks, looks good. good. Yeah. Um, you know, it was fine. I, I think for I think for NXT right now, it's it's 
we're transitioning. We're, in, we're we are in a transition phase, right? Of, and they, of, but they're also not hiring anybody anymore. Well, yeah, but I, I feel like you know, you're as a whole, as a product as a whole, they're they're moving. I, I feel like we're going to start seeing some of our NXT regulars moving to the main moving roster. to the main roster, and uh, everybody's kind of trying to figure out their footing. Yeah. So you don't. You're not. We're not going to get. Which NXT does consistently do is give you long term storylines, but we're not getting that right now. I no. think because they're trying to just get all right. Let's get to which 30. is surprising because thirty should be like, like you're you're building up, man. Like we're 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 building to what should be your one of your bigger anniversary shows. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, whatever. It's the pandemic. I I, w- I will use the pandemic in this yeah. instance. Like I know it's 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 a cop out thing, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Shirai and Knox won the match. Uh, moving on, Gargano versus Strong. Good match. I mean, for me, that's that was that was the match. Yeah, of the of the of, night. Of the night. I, I mean, you could make the argument that the the, the main event, but I, I like maybe it's just the old school NXT. Me, I like those two in the ring together. Yeah. Um, Gargano takes the win. Uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Shotzi Blackheart. Mercedes Martinez is probably the biggest get for NXT in the last probably six months, female wise, because she was vetted in AEW, like she wrestled at i think all out last year mm-hmm. and then she's at you know right she's at she's in wwe now um they signed her to be a trainer wrestler too like she, she's training the younger talent because she's been wrestling for forever yeah um i like shotzi blackheart as a character she's an interesting enigma i don't think she's one that they'll ever she she will get a world title run i'm sure at some point but I don't know how you build her character from the crazy off tilt kilter. Like it's like Nikki Cross almost. Right. Like did Nikki ever hold the NXT Women's Title? No, she was involved in matches, but, but I don't she, think she was never. Okay. Had, I don't think she was so that's my point. Uh, Lee comes out, cuts. Uh, Martinez wins that match. Um, Keith Lee comes out, calls out Cross. Um, gets Cameron Grimes. Fuck the yeah. Cameron Grimes character. I could do without because he's a he was a good character. I think he was an impact before he came. He was just a wrestler. Like he has a brother. I think like a legitimate brother that's just not signed by the company that he was in a tag team with. Um, whatever um, sets up a match between Keith Lee and Cameron Grimes the following Which week. Nobody needs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Imperial Imperium versus Ever Rise. Um, Undisputed Era comes out. To try and reestablish some sort of NXT dominance the following week. Yeah, so I mean, what we're getting is we're getting the, the turn for UE, I think. Um, As faces? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think that's what we're getting because I think we're getting them moving from the. I think they're they're gonna lose out and then fade into black and then make a make a. Uh, honestly, they don't. From what I'm reading, they have no direction for retribution on on Raw or SmackDown. I could I wouldn't be surprised if UA ends up. You know, or UE ends up being the the retribution. Like that's what they're calling themselves until they reveal. Oh no, we're we're undisputed era. Right. Whatever. Um, Ever rise, man. The one dude in like the post match segments, his promo skills are like he's very old school Macho Man style. Like, and I love it. But watching him in the ring, I'm like, I just. It's like, man, it's like the job squad all over again. Like, <laughs> I, I feel bad for the guys because they're busting their asses. They're trying. Yeah, they're trying. It's just, I don't know, they, just something about it's off for me. Uh, then you get uh, uh, Isaiah Scott, you know, Swerve yeah. uh, versus Atlas. I think I think Swerve's got a, a, a tremendously bright view. If they're getting off the dream train, they need to jump on the Swerve train. Yeah. 
like if if they're they're going away from from Velveteen because of all the drama with him outside of the company, then go go with Isaiah Scott, man. He's 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 a tremendous talent. Um, then you get the main event: uh, Dexter Loomis, Adam Thatcher, and Timothy Finn Balor. Thatcher. Timothy Thatcher, yeah. sorry, um, for the North American Ladder Match um, qualification. Yeah. So you know my my favorite in the match was Finn Balor, right? You know, because yeah. that's that, that's my guy. That's who I, you know, I always want Balor to win. Like, of all the current crop of wrestlers that are out there, Balor is my guy, right? Yeah, and, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a huge Finn Balor guy. Uh, so I wanted him to win. But knowing how WWE was booking things, you know, with, with the match before and everything, yeah. I'm like, he doesn't stand a chance, right? They're going to use this spot to put somebody I else hate up. to say it. At some point, I think I'm going to lose my, my fandom for Finn because he's whether it's the company's direction for him he's settling yeah like for me like you're talking about a guy who you're talking meteorically to the moon popularity within the company the demon the the merch the fan base the fucking dramatic entrance the paint everything like just tremendous and I get it he's small there's been plenty of small wrestlers that are main event guys. Mm-hmm. Fucking Rey Mysterio has been a main event guy for fucking 30 years, it seems like. Balor could have been that guy. And I get it. He got hurt. When the ball was given to him to run, he got hurt. Was it his fault? Not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't help he got fucking running powerbombed into a fucking guardrail and split his shoulder up in half. Right. But I digress on that. I mean, however, man, the guy's talented. He's beyond talented. He can cut a promo. He's good as a face. He's clearly good as a heel. Like he can do everything. He's directionalist, and it almost seems like he's like, okay, well, I'll go back to NXT. Well, I want the title. Well, you never get a title match. I want the North American title. Never get a title match. Like, what are we doing with him? Yeah. Well, so that's where we'll get into. So uh, what we find out, you know, this past week is that you know everybody who lost their NXT qualifier match. We'll get a chance to get back into it. Yeah. Uh, so Dexter Loomis wins that match. Good yeah. for him. Uh, but now he's out. What? So. Oh, he's got an ankle injury. Yeah. But I don't think he. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's a real ankle injury. If it's like they're gonna play it up, like oh, he's gonna fight. He's gonna fight injured. We'll we'll find out more yeah. about that in in the coming week. I'm sure. So. Um, over, overall, like I said, AEW is, is, is dominating Wednesday nights, and the yep. ratings are starting to show it. They pulled almost 200,000 more people this past week than, than NXT did. Um, then you get SmackDown. Uh, kicks off Styles versus Metalik for the IC title. Cool that Metalik got a shot. I mean, yeah. somebody different, somebody fresh. Uh, good match. Then you get Corbin versus Gulak. And then Riddle gets involved in attacks Corbin post match, and then Gable comes in and makes a save for Corbin. For yep. the, I guess Corbin's got a king's ransom. On, they're playing up this king thing way too much with yeah. Corbin. Like, like for 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 the king of the ring to be as pointless as it's become, like they always make the guy who wins it like the king for like seven years until they decide, oh, let's have another king. Let's have another right. king king of the ring tournament. Um, Big E comes out, uh, faces the Miz. Beats the Miz. This this new Biggie singles run is is starting with a slow burn. Like he's still coming out in like New Day gear, still repping the like New Day. Like I get it, he's still part of the New Day, but I kind of wish his character would evolve a little bit. But it is what it is. Yeah, I think th- I, so, but I th- I think that there's a 
there's no th- there's nothing written in stone that says you have to be you that you can't be part of a group and be a singles guy. It's it, it has it historically been done? No. But I think that hey, why not the new day? Why not let them be different in in that regard, right? Keep, yeah. keep them a group, keep them a core of guys, but they can go do their own things. Yeah. So. Um then you get Naomi versus Lacey Evans, Naomi gets the win. Uh, I don't know what I guess that's just a rivalry they're trying to spark. They're trying to get Naomi on TV because social media said that she deserves better. Okay. I mean, I I don't mind Naomi. I think yeah. she's a decent wrestler and decent decent character. And but the problem is, is Naomi's better as a she's a face. She's going to be a face because she sells all bright colored shit. So you put her in a match with Lacey Evans, who also for the last four months, five months has been a face, and now Lacey Evans automatically is a bad guy. Whatever. Yeah. It, you know, Lacey Evans has had more face heel turns than Big Show at this point. <laughs> um, Bailey versus Cross for the women's title. Bailey wins. Obviously, Cross pushes Bliss at the end, and then the Fiend arrives. And attacks Alexa Bliss, I guess, trying to get at Braun Strowman. Yeah. Which I was hoping it was going to be more than a Braun Strowman grab and more of a playing on the swamp match where she was the Sister Abigail. Right. They've been teasing a Sister Abigail for years. Right. We've never seen one. Yeah, we've never seen one. Um, All right. Like I said, SmackDown, SmackDown... It gives me everything I wish Raw gave me because it's so fast. It goes by so quick. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, we'll jump into this past week on a third Monday night. You get Cruz versus MVP finally for the for the title. Cruz, uh, we're a big big fan of Apollo Cruz. You know, he's been highlighting his kids a lot and the importance of him being a champion and overcoming the obstacles he's he's overcome to get to the point where he's at for his kids. Uh, so he gets to take on the new belt and give the old belt to his kids, like he said in his promo, which was pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, actually, I tagged him in one of my posts, like one of my personal posts uh, this past week. Yeah. Uh, you know, because uh, one of my boys was rocking the uh, former now uh, version of the U.S. Championship, yeah. and uh, he was actually the first person that liked it. Like Sweet. it went up, and boom, he was like, he liked it. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So hey, Apollo Cruz, if somehow this reaches you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the KO comes after the KO show, uh, reunites the riots. You know what? It's it's kind of the same gripe I have with Balor, I have with Kevin Owens, but I don't mind what Kevin Owens is doing. They're using him in so many different ways, like the KO show, or like he beats Rollins but gets hurt, but then it catapults Rollins into a different storyline and stratosphere. And like KO is actually his rub is working on people. Yeah. Him bringing out Ruby Riot, I'm not a big fan of Ruby Riot. But I like Liv Morgan. I like Ruby Riot in the ring. I like Liv Morgan's character better. And then putting them back together just makes sense. That the women's division needs established tag teams to fight for the tag team titles. Right. You have the iconics, which obviously the Riot Squad eventually wrestles right after the segment. But I like that I like that now those two can have those two teams can have a rivalry and yeah. it builds somebody getting an actual title shot that should deserve to have the titles. Um and then, I, I mean, I bold and underline mm. the next segment, the McIntyre shoots on Randy Orton. It was, Question, a, great, it was a great promo. Oh, my God. If they're saying that Raw was completely directionalist, continue it, please. <laughs> right. Continue it. Let Randy and Drew go out and do that shit every week. You know, that was a, a tremendous segment. And it showed the bars that, that, that McIntyre has behind him. And, you know, and then it shows, obviously, when you, you let those guys go back and forth. Like, you know, they can cut deep, 
and, 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 and put a compelling program in front of you as a, as, as a fan. Well, I think because of the, the age that we're in, right, the more realism that you bring into the promo, oh, yeah. the, more, the better the promo, right? Um, McIntyre's run, I, I think you and I kind of briefly talked about it, like his run in NXT for me wasn't anything that I was like, oh, this no, is it was, it was it was a stepping stone. Right. His run as WWE champion has solidified him in my in my eyes. Which as a main my, event star. Yeah, my, my opinion really doesn't matter, but um, I, I'm i not going to go, oh, look, there's Drew McIntyre again. I'm not getting a Jinder Mahal vibe at all. Right. Like, hey, Drew's, Jinder worked hard. but Yeah, Drew's here for the long run. I, You know what I really wouldn't mind, though, at some point? I wouldn't mind a Jinder-Drew program. Because it plays on their friendship slash turning it into a rivalry. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing's a better. Nothing is better. Nothing is better rivalry than good friends turn bitter enemies. Right. Which we'll kind of talk about in our SummerSlam thing. Yeah. But. Um. um so Jax comes out. <laughs> yawn. Double yawn. Triple yawn. Whatever you're gonna say. Gets suspended and yep. tax the same official again. There Who we go. Uh, Tazawa versus Benjamin versus Truth in a sanctioned twenty four seven title match, which Tazawa walks away. Tazawa with these ninjas. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but like sometimes WWE, WWE does some really racially bull, like motivated bullshit. Why does Tazawa need ninjas? No, I mean it's just so it's so poor. It's especially with everything going on these days. It just feels like it's tone deaf. But hey, you know whatever. Um, then you get Banks Baszler ends in a no contest after Oscar interferes. Right. Blah. Once yep. again, Baszler being pushed to the moon is fucking pointless to me. And then you get the big, the big Shane O'Mac return to reveal WWE Underground. Yeah, Raw Underground. Uh, you know what? In in my in my in my circles outside of this one, right? You know, I've kind of been like, I don't know how I feel about Raw Underground because there are there are aspects of it where I'm like, cool, okay. And then there's other aspects about it where I'm like, this is so campy. Yeah, the problem, the, the biggest problem I have with it is, you have legitimate MMA guys, like in in collegiate wrestling, like Shelton Benjamin. Like unless you're gonna give me Shelton Benjamin versus Dolph Ziggler in a legit collegiate style wrestling slash fight, like you're not gonna be able to like continuously roll guys out and just let them squash every week. Right. Like, well, uh, they used, uh, um, Eric from, yes. from the Viking Raiders. Right. And his strikes look believable. Yes. Like when he hits that knee, when like he flips the person over and he, you know, smashes their knee in the face. Like, yeah, I watch that every time he hits that move. I'm just like, did he actually hit that knee? Yeah. Because it looks, it looks. Legit. But like I said, it it'll be interesting to see the direction they highlighted it so heavily this go around. Yeah, they did. And but here's my thing with it: if you're gonna do it, do it uh, kind of like what we were talking about back in our comic books segment on the on the last issue. Uh, be consistent. Yeah. Right. So if you're gonna use this raw underground thing, okay. But don't go, all right, here's Raw Underground, and now we're going to cut to our truth making fun of something, and then we're going to cut back to Raw Underground. Like, yeah, is it going to be, but is it going to be like a brawl for all type deal where there's ooh. no there's no fucking build out of it? Like, the guy gets nothing out of it if he, like, is it going to be a tournament? Is it going to be like, okay, we're going to bring, like, like Thatcher is going to come up from NXT and wrestle or, 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 or have a fight or whatever you want, a, a, a match yeah. in that. 
um, in, in that setting because they brought the one guy up from NXT, the big dude that wrestled in the beginning. He's an NXT guy. Yeah, um, Kato or something. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, you get Garza versus Dawkins, which is followed up immediately by Andrade versus Ford. Garza wins against Dawkins. Ford, uh, Andrade ends in a no contest due to Ford collapsing. Yeah, it was, the, it was weird because like, you're watching that match and then like he, he gets that second wind, you know, Hulk out type thing. And then just passes out. he's on out. fire and then he does the ultimate warrior grab the ropes and then he just collapses and you're like, Okay, well, obviously I know this is storyline, but what's going on? Yeah, like they didn't, they there was there was I don't believe there's any cutscene promo, nothing like showing like Zelina Vega poisoning, or there wasn't anything to make you think, right? Because yeah. you know they do the they do the aftermatch promo or uh, back scene thing with this, and they're like, well, he was poisoned, and okay, well, and then Bianca Belair is there, and she's like, well, I know you did it. Well, we yeah. didn't have anything that was. She really actually seen. she actually ended up attacking Zelina Vega at Zelina Vega's house on the bump this past week. Oh, they're, they're like social media show or whatever. Right. As a, like retribution for the, the shit. Whatever. But, it, but you didn't have anything that set it up. Like there was nothing there like as a as a fan, right, where you're, you know, you're watching wrestling, you're suspending your belief, but you do need storytelling. Yeah. And you, and so like, when he collapses, you're like, was that legit or was that? And it was, I hate to say it, I like Montez Ford, but the acting for it wasn't very good. So well, he's like, an over-the-top guy yeah. anyway. Whatever, uh, Eric. Like you, you highlighted Eric from Viking Warriors, uh, Viking, or War, Raiders. Viking Raiders, War Vikings. You know, <laughs> they've had fucking seventeen thousand names. Um, the Viking Experience. It's fucking terrible. That was the worst name that came across the screen at one point. That's awful. Um, <laughs> they he wins his fight in Underground. I'm I'm interested to see to know if Eric has a, has a background. He might. You know, because it seemed like they were highlighting guys that have backgrounds. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin. Lashley, MVP, Ziggler, you know, I would be interested to see. Yeah. Uh, then they, they teased the, so at the beginning of the show, they had some glitching and shit like that. Yeah, and so that, that was something with this whole, that, this whole episode, too, was, so you're introducing Raw Underground, but then you have the, the chaos that's going on, yeah. and I'm just like, well, well, you already let go of Eric Young, so it's not sanity, no, uh, whatever. I, I don't mind it. Uh, it's very politically driven. Obviously, we're not a politics podcast, right. but working in, in the public sector that I work in, uh, I'm not a big fan of mobs throwing miles off cocktails at the moment. So <laughs> um, whatever. We'll, we'll, w- we'll see where it goes. Yeah, they're calling him retribution. We'll see. Right. Uh, Rollins tries to go after Tom Phillips. It gets real <laughs> fast. Samoa Joe, dude. He's a bad motherfucker. Well, and here's here's what I love too. So for decades, we've had a uh, a commentator and we've had a wrestler on commentary, right? This is this has kind of been the setup for yeah. uh, for for years. But every time something happens with one of the commentators, like one of the, the the who we'll just say the play by play guy, right? Yeah. The wrestler is always like, "Somebody stop this!" Oh, who can you know? Would you stop it? You're you're <laughs> you're a former world champion or something. You know yeah. you're you're a legitimate wrestler. Why don't you step in? And dude, so we finally see that. Dude, Joe, and his his shit is so convincing. Right. Like just the shot, like like him basically getting in Seth's face and be like, "What are you gonna fucking do?" <laughs> right. Well, the, like if you thought that he was laughing, 
Yeah. <laughs> and there wasn't anybody out here who thought it was funnier than me. Yeah. Like, it was great. And then, obviously, Dominic comes in to his aid as he's getting cornered with the Kenda. Somebody needs to let Dominic know, bro, you are not in the home run derby. You are in a wrestling. Like, he swings that Kendo stick like he's he's never going to swing it again. But I feel like Seth's the guy that's like, go. Give it. Give it, give, it all give, you got. Make it look real. Yeah. Because it, look, as the word fake gets thrown around in, in professional oh, yeah. he wrestling. Beats the shit out of it. There is no right way. To take a Kendo. To take, yeah, to take a stick. And then obviously at the end, her business comes out. Um, we're taking over underground. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I liked. I liked the. I liked the suits. I liked the demeanor. I think it's cool. I mean, I think they're. They, they need a tag team, because I think, you, you run it with. Ideally, well, you, Lashley should be getting pushed to the moon right now. Lashley should be your main event guy who eventually wins the title. I don't like Lashley, but right. MVP can talk for him, right. and Lashley can deliver in the ring, unless you're going to push Shelton Benjamin. Which would be cool because Benjamin deserves one last world, one last shot at a world title run, or at least a main event picture. But I think I think Two Fly Crew needs to come in. Well, I think they need to bring Cedric and, and Ricochet in and let them be their tag team representatives. I think. Well, see, I think you need one more guy. Uh, I, uh, I don't think that you need to. I think that you could put either Cedric or Ricochet and pair them with one of them, but. I mean, it sucks for whoever is the Genetti of that group. Um, you know, whoever gets the you know. You could down. you could turn you could turn Cedric. I think. Yeah, I think Ricochet is just too too well bubbly. liked. He's too bubbly. Yeah, that you can, But yeah, if you brought over Cedric, you partner him with well, if, anybody. Yeah, I mean, if if we're gonna be honest, I think Raw once again good Raw. Yeah. Three hours is still too long. Uh, I mean, I'll say that every time we talk about Raw until they, they listen uh, to my demands and change it to two. They'll never do that. If I just, I'm just going to go outside the Performance Center with a sign. You're right. Um, whatever. Um, maybe Retribution get it done. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, good show, good build, whatever. Uh, AEW, um, NXT on the 5th. Uh, AEW starts out with a fucking ginormous match. Dark Order versus The Elite, Hangman and FTR. Uh, Dark Order gets the win. Yeah. It's just a fucking, you know, there's not many matches with AEW. I'm like, that was a fucking clusterfuck. That whole match was a clusterfuck. Well, it should have been a highlight of the show, kicking off. Like, there's no entrances for anybody. Like, everybody's on the fucking ra- ropes getting ready to roll as the, the camera comes live for the show. It was just very poorly started. And then just the flow of it was just awkward. And then Ten's not wrestling. Some fucking dude in a business suit is is in the ring, basically for Dark Horse. It was just fucking ridiculous. Well, and I and I, I hate that FTR has to take a loss in this in in that format, right? Yes, because technically speaking, as a tag team, you even if when you're in these specialty like battle royal style tag team matches, essentially what this fucking turned into, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get an L on your 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 win loss column. Yeah, that, which yeah. sucks for them. Yeah. Um, Dark Order wins, like I said. Uh, FTR gets hurt. Page comes out, tries to make the save. It doesn't work. Whatever. Uh, Moxley cuts promo on Darby Allen, basically saying he sees his younger self in him, where he's willing to just do whatever it takes to become successful, or you know, destroying his body, so on and so forth. And you know, it kind of is. I mean, it, make, it was a promo to fit. Makes yeah. sense. Darby Allen does a lot of crazy fucking shit that you're like, God, dude, how long can you do this for? Yeah. Uh, if you watched. Um, 
any of the Vice documentary for wrestling, they actually follow um, Evolve Wrestling for one of the episodes, not the Dark Side of the Ring uh, series, but there's another uh, wrestling documentary on Vice. But they follow Evolve when him and uh, Paige from Impact, mm -hmm. uh, he was the world, he just lost the tag titles. Um, from He's with the North or whatever the tag team they have. Um, they were wrestling. They were in the world title picture for Evolve, and they they did a uh, because Darby used to drag around a, a body bag. Right. They did a body bag match, and uh, I think it's Ethan Page. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, um, hits him with a shovel, split his fucking elbow Ooh. open, bone was exposed. Darby finishes the whole fucking match, body bags him. Literally, they they show this all in the, the documentary, the episode. And he gets taken to the hospital. He's out for like seven months or six months. Um, but like that's the crazy shit that Darby Allen does. Right. So um, best friends versus Santana and Ortiz. Best friends get the win. And then Santana and Ortiz destroy Trent's mom's van. <laughs> and then in classic best friends fashion, they go out and cut a promo, like basically making fun of themselves, but then making, you know, obviously taking shots at Santana Ortiz, you know, Chucky e. T, like, you made me a liar because <laughs> right. I told his mom we would look after her van, whatever. Yeah. And like, now you got to come out here and apologize. Yeah, you're, we're going to make you personally apologize to Sue. <laughs> um, uh, MJF continues his campaign efforts for the world title shot uh, by uh, being crappy to his help. He's having one guy, one of his... You know, campaign people pulling out. It looked like green, uh, green M and M's or Skittles or whatever. Right. And then he's yelling at him about a poster not being level, and then looking at his approval ratings, and it's just crazy. I mean, I like what they're doing. They they released a shirt for pro wrestling tees for MJF 2020. I'm probably gonna buy <laughs> just because I don't have many white wrestling shirts. Right. So I'm probably gonna end up getting it. Um, Matt Hardy cuts a promo on helping youth in AEW, which I think is what Matt Hardy brings AEW. Yeah. He brings a level of confidence to the tag division or younger wrestlers that maybe they don't have, and he can help out with that. To only be attacked by Sammy Guevara, and then in, from what I'm reading, Sammy's catching a lot of heat for. There was supposed to be a worked chair that he's supposed to toss at Matt that essentially wouldn't have split Matt open, but in his excitement for the spot couldn't find that chair and just chuck the chair at him and that's why he got split and when i say split matt was fucking oh he was pouring pouring out blood from his head vicious just vicious i mean and then Guevara hits a solid what was like a 450 or some yeah. shit and like just destroys matt he's got blood all over his body true this is very similar to the the i don't want to say careless but unfortunate chair shot that cody took from um Oh, Sean wow. Spears. Yeah. And, you know, but that did tremendous things for Sean Spears. I think this is going to be tremendous things for the, the Hardy robbery. But, unfortunately, I think September 5th is all out. That's probably when this match comes to a head. Hopefully, Hardy's head's healed. I mean, it, it was a pretty significant gash. And here's the thing. With Sammy just coming back, right? Like, yeah, he was he was like, he, he was suspended, I guess, temporarily for everything that you know, happened. We, we forgot to highlight for the – Previous week, Zack Ryder's debut. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Cardone came out after the War Horse match to help Cody, right? That's right. That was big, and um, so uh, yeah. Um, but obviously, that yeah. So, about. so with Sammy doing something like this, uh, it, it shows his his immaturity. Still. Shows it shows his youth, and it's like, all right, man. Well, 
yeah, you're going to make these mistakes. Just slow down. Yeah. Take, take a breath. Take a step back. Apparently, he did something else earlier with the company in the ring that they weren't happy with either. Yeah, and like, he's he's starting a pattern of behavior that I think they're frowning upon. Right. So we'll we'll see where that heads. Like I said, hopefully it's just this is maybe not. It's obviously not going to be the last time the kid makes a mistake, but hopefully he cleans it up and you know continues the path that he's taking. He's he's a he's a future main eventer for them. So. Yeah. Um, then you get uh, Cody and Matt Cardone, formerly known as Zack Ryder. Versus Dark Order. Dark Order is just heavily featured. Mm -hmm. You could have gave Butcher. I think they should have done. They could have done Butcher and the Blade. Mm -hmm. But obviously they wrestled Dark Order because Dark Order tried to attack Cody. Whatever. Um, Cody sells a rib injury through the whole fucking match. Um, but is uh, you know they end up getting the win. Um, and as he's walking through the tunnel, he's greeted by Scorpio Sky, like we highlighted earlier. I'm a big score. Like I said, Scorpio Sky was the guy we I went through personally. <laughs> And recommended using our <laughs> show podcast to get him on, you know, get him a, a title shot. Uh, you did it. Yeah, you we did, did it. it. <laughs> our voice was heard. Um, Jericho. Put that in the uh, put that in the win, win column. column for for DGI. <laughs> uh, Jericho versus Cassidy debate. You know, the shit, and I, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm an AEW mark now, but if they did this shit on WWE, I'd be like, this is fucking stupid. But then AEW does it, and I'm like, fuck, man, I'm watching this whole thing. Like, Orange Cassidy doesn't even talk, right. and I'm fucking, like, watching it intently. And I'm like, <laughs> they bring out Bischoff, and, like, playing up on Bischoff and Jericho not liking one another. Right. Like, there's so much stuff that, like, I'm just like, I'm enjoying it. Like, whatever, fuck it. AEW's doing stupid shit that I would hate at WWE, but maybe it's just I expect something different from WWE. Well, but... Uh it's not the, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. AEW can do this kind of stuff because it's, it, it's almost unique to them, yeah. right? The way that they're doing it. Uh, it's, it's all about how they execute it, when they're doing it, and who they're doing it with. Yeah, bringing Eric Bischoff in is cool. Right. Like, yeah, we're not bringing Eric Bischoff in to book our show for us because he's clearly not doing a good job of doing that right. lately. But we're going to bring him in and let him moderate a thing, get under Jericho's skin a little bit, and then ultimately give this, give the debate win to Cassidy over his comments of the polar ice caps melting. Right. And then, obviously, the attack at the end. I mean, I don't know if he wasn't knocked out, but he sells it like he was. Jesus right. Christ, he looked limp in the corner when Jericho, you know, hit him with the Judas effect. But, um, like I said, you know, it's a, it's it's building up that rivalry. Obviously, we get we get you know Cassidy versus Jericho two this week coming up. I was a big fan of the first match. I thought those guys went full tilt to balls to the walls to the end, so that was cool. Um, Moxley versus Darby Allen for the world title, or sorry, sorry, Big Swole versus Reba to get a shot at at Britt Baker eventually. Whenever I guess Britt's healthy. One thing I'm 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 disappointed in is that you know their their deadly draw tag tournament isn't being featured on Dynamite. Yeah. I was very excited for them to highlight the female wrestlers for the company, but it doesn't seem like they are. Like, like it's like, okay, we're going to put you in AEW Dark. And it was funny because Scorpio Sky cut a promo on AEW Dark after another win. Apparently, he's been dominating on Dark for, for a better part of two months, and they're calling him Mr. Dark or Mr. AEW Dark now. And he's like, you know, I think it's time for me to step into the spotlight. That's why he's getting this 
essentially getting this opportunity versus Cody. Um, Big Soul crushes, you know, squashes Reba for the right. easy win, whatever sets that up. Uh, Moxley versus uh, Darby Allen. It's a good match. Good match. Darby Allen is is going to be the consummate Goliath or, or um, David. David versus he's always going to be the David in his match and having him get to the point of like but it, it showed a consummate level of respect for moxley too like he got him to the point to where he was like i have to hit a paradigm shift to finish yeah. this like i can't like the kid's limp he's basically he's giving me no fight but i know the moment that second hand hits the mat if i don't paradigm shift him beforehand it's going to be a kick out well and darby allen so all right so darby allen uses the coffin drop as as you know his big go-to thing here's my thing with the coffin drop not a fan. I don't think that it's a good finisher. I think that... Uh, I think the thing is, the coffin drop works for me for him because of his size. He's throwing everything he's got at you. But, like you said, it's one of those setup moves. It's one of those, like, I have to stand here and wait for you to do the move to me. Right. I would prefer him to find some... But the problem is it can't be a move where he lifts because he... I mean, He's not a big guy. He's not a big guy, but I'm sure he's strong. But, like... If you ask him to do like a, I don't know, like a reverse neck breaker type move, like he can't pick Brian Cage up to do that. Like, sure, I, I mean I get it. It's just, and I know you know finishing moves are are limited, right? You know, yeah. There's only so many. But like, you know, Dean Amber or uh, John Moxley uses yeah. the double arm uh, DDT, right? Yeah. Which. He calls it the paradigm shift, but you know it was dirty deeds. It was just uh, you know DDT. just the uh, just a double arm DDT. You know, like whatever you want to call it. So there's basic wrestling moves out there that that really aren't getting utilized. Um, yeah. That you could probably take and and say, all right, well if he does it, it's his finisher. I think he he might be somebody that could benefit from a, a package power driver finisher, yeah. like KO's old finisher. They don't let him use in WWE anymore. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But it was a good match. Yeah. Uh, both got busted open. Like I said, over 200,000, or at least the, the, the viewership numbers that came out, over 200,000 more viewers than NXT. Right. So clearly AEW is doing something. They, are, they almost broke a million. Yeah. So they broke a million for a segment a couple of weeks ago with the Bucks and Butcher and the Blade, but now they're con- potentially going to break a million at some point, more than likely coming soon, just on, a, on, a, on an average on a night. Um, NXT, you get uh, Dakota Kai versus Rhea Ripley for the number one contendership. I don't think anybody thought it wasn't going to be Kai. It sucks that Rhea Ripley ended up being a sacrificial lamb. However, as we get into it with SmackDown this past or fr- Friday night, they announced that they were going to do a tri-show battle royal for the chance to wrestle Bailey at SummerSlam. I think Rhea Ripley's going to win. Right. And again, it le- feeds more into my belief that we're going to see, see an influx yeah, of an influx of, yeah um then you get bronson reed versus um is it shane thorne yeah i like shane thorne hmm? i guys well, I, liked, I liked tm61 it's unfortunate that they didn't get a sh- to shine as much as yeah i mean the, the one guy goes back home says he's he's taking some time off and ends up in ends up in the new japan cup and he's wrestling in new japan now maybe he just wasn't happy in the wwe system shane thorne seems to be happy seems to be thriving he's getting opportunities at least to be on tv i like his character just push his ass yeah. let's see let's see what he can do um bronson reed's a character apparently they're really behind wwe's in like a weird like 
like time vacuum of where like the bigger plus size wrestler is getting a lot of love right now, which is fine. That's cool. Yeah. Um, maybe Vince, that's Vince is accepting. Like I can't, I can't have all the bodybuilders in the world and they all be wrestlers. So, um, then you get, uh, the qualifying match, which obviously wasn't the main event. Right. Uh, Damian priest versus Oni Lorcan versus what's the hot something Holland. What's his first name? Um, from UK. Hey, I like the guy. I like. I don't know his first. Can't remember his first name. I, I I like the guy's look, appearance from what I saw. Highlight packages put together. I'm not a big UK guy. Seems like a bad bad dude. Maybe they can build him into something at some point. You know, I the things the thing that WWE has never done a good job of is highlighted the UK characters. Well, like like with the exception what, like, of uh, Mustache Mountain and uh, yeah. Dunn. But I, but I, I'm thinking more historically, like, you know, Wade Barrett was a guy who was a bare-knuckle brawler. Like, you could have oh, brought yeah. him in and done, like, the real man angle like William Regal had, but they just didn't. Like, they, they, they couldn't get it done. Um, and then you get uh, Lee versus Grimes, basically just a fucking squash match for Lee to, to, to assert dominance and then have Cross continue backstage attacks on people demanding a title shot but if you got a chance to see so like of all the bodies that were like laying in the background like it wasn't just like one person that he was taking out like it was everybody that was within his within his vicinity yeah he destroyed them and you know you've got this whole william regal well you guys don't get to tell me who gets to have title matches and i'm like i hear you regal but i feel like it's We've had plenty of people go, I want a title match, and it happens. Yeah, it, so. whatever. Then you get uh, Tegan Knox versus um, Hartwell. I, I don't know her first name either. She won a match against, what, Shotzi because of interference in her, making her out to be some big deal. But obviously Tegan Knox gets the easy win mm -hmm. there. Um, Imperium versus Undisputed Era ends the show. Great However, match. great match overshadowed by an even bigger spectacle at the end this whole adam so obviously we don't talk a lot of sports i follow the pat mcafee podcast mm -hmm. i've followed pat mcafee i think he should be broadcasting for esp he should be the monday night football guy he's tremendous on the mic he's hysterical one of the funniest mm -hmm. guys on the planet at the moment but he isn't he is an athlete as much as you know i, I rag on punters on the team i coach on you know, most of the time it's a, a throwaway position i don't like to punt the ball i'm an offensive coordinator <laughs> but you know, he's hysterical, and he brought swag to that position. He brought personality to the position. He does the further brand thing. Like, he worked with Barstool. Like, he, he, he's a consummate sports guy's guy. Like, he just is who he is. Well, he's a huge wrestling guy, and obviously he's been on a lot of the pre-shows, and, right. he, you know, he brings guys on and does a lot of – he does their, their little watch-along parties for the, the pay-per-views. And him and Adam Cole have had this – for but, years. Yeah, this budding rivalry for years of him calling Cole out on his shit. and Cole's like, you're a punter. Yeah, like, you're, he, he loves to just bring up the fact that, yeah, that Bat McAfee is yeah. a punter. So recently, as what was it, two weeks ago, Adam Cole went on, after his loss to Keith Lee, went on to the Pat McAfee podcast, presumably like as just like, just like a legitimate guest to talk about NXT and talk about his career and things like that. And then Pat starts taking shots. Well, you know... He fuck, he smacks the mic and gets in Pat's face and fuck you and da 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 and then shoves the the assistant and people it got a lot of buzz because it was live it was a live podcast that they 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 were uploading to to they, they made it 
to to a longtime wrestling fan, you're watching that, and you're like, eh, work, this is work, a work, 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 work. Right. Yep. But to the casual viewer, you're like, I don't know if this is legit or not. Yeah, I had friends texting me like, they know I'm a huge wrestling guy, and be like, did you see the wrestler like blow up on Pat? And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's called a work. It's called they're setting something up. Like, and sure enough, like he, you know, obviously Triple H reaches out, apologizes, invites Pat to come and do commentary. Pat shows up, and the entire time he's on commentary, all he's doing is talking shit. Yeah. He's like, it's a, it's a joke, man. It's a joke. And Adam comes over, confronts him. and He's like, I'm 20 feet away from you. I can hear everything you're saying. He's like, yo, no, it's, 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 you know, it's nothing that I haven't already said. And, you know. Then yeah, was, and then, you know, they go at it, and, you know. He dumps the water on him. Yeah, dumps the water on him. And then, you know, he calls him, you know, what did he say? No matter what happens, you're always going to be a, a – a, small da, 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 something and he calls him a bitch yeah. and then adam's like oh trying to fight and then fucking pat mcafee fucking kicks him to the moon well because they were trying to break up the fight yeah and cole was trying to come over the table and they were trying to push uh pat away pat away and adam goes down and then pat comes over and freaking just punt Poop. not not randy orton punt like football punts, punts yeah. his skull as it's hanging over yeah. the... Well, he, he actually catches, connects it in the chest. Yeah, but, but, like, he they just let... Ad, and Adam sells it perfectly, slumps yeah. to the ground, Shawn Michaels... And Triple H shoves it, Pat, yeah. and, like, he's like... He's what? What did he say when he was leaving? Uh, yeah, he, uh, oh, real professional. Uh, what was it like? Some real, sort of real like, professional environment you guys got here, or whatever. Yeah. And like you know, they interview him as he's pulling off out of the parking lot on WWE. You know what? You know, I was all about Stephen Amell and the Cody Rhodes uh-huh. thing, like him wrestling at SummerSlam. I am all for this because I've been following Pat. Dude's got a ring at the Heartland Studios, like. He's been training, like he's been trying to find something to do post football. Like he's talked to actually, he talked about coming back this year to play for the the Buccaneers. He said that you know I'd be interested if the the Colts would let me out of my contract. I'd you know I'd stop smoking weed for a couple of weeks, get myself <laughs> clean, you know, enough to pass a drug test. He's like I'll come back and punt for the for the for the Bucks. Like he's like I'm basically guaranteeing a Super Bowl down there to bring Brady and all these other guys back. Right. Him getting involved in wrestling, tremendous. Right, like. Even if it's a one-off thing, he gets in the ring one time, and him and Adam Cole go at it. Cool, whatever. But Cole, Cole needs to win, though. Cole needs to win. Yeah, he does. But I, I love. If I'm gonna get to when's thirty? When's NXT thirty? Uh, it's in a couple weeks. If is it the same weekend as as SummerSlam? Uh, I'll get the date here in just a second. Because if we get two or three more weeks of Pat McAfee cutting promos on on Adam Cole, I think I, it's gonna be the mostly. Part of the Wednesday night wars, uh, August twenty second. So it's the, it's the day before yeah. SummerSlam. Yeah. So like I said, punt him to the fucking moon. <laughs> like just just a tremendous tremendous segment, man. Believable to the point that like you're like, oh well, everything to this point was a work, but you know it is what it is. You know, like I said, I, I enjoy it. I like Pat McAfee. Guys. Give him a microphone. He's gonna he's gonna make you laugh, and he's gonna cut it. He's gonna cut a decent promo. Yeah. Um. And and it's mainstream appeal for NXT. You're gonna get a lot of casual sports fans that love Pat McAfee, listen to his show. They're gonna tune in and see him wrestle. So they'll they'll get that. You know they'll get that viewership. Um. We'll move on to SmackDown Friday night. Matt Matt Riddle beats Sheamus via disqualification because of interference with by. I refuse to call him Shorty G. Yep. It's never gonna fucking happen. They need to shut that shit down quick. Like, yep. so Chad you. Chad Gable, the respected wrestler Chad Gable, 
Um, interferes, beats up Matt Riddle, costs Sheamus the win. Sheamus and Baron Corbin get into it later backstage because Gable only, invo- only got involved because of the King's ransom on, on Matt Riddle. Right. Uh, sets up, uh, basically sets up uh, a match later on in the show between Sheamus and Corbin. Dude, she- hey, give Sheamus the ball and let him run because I know there's been a lot of talks of whether he's going to stick around or if this is kind of his last go or last run until like, he doesn't want to tour. What? Give him another. Give him another push and let him try and you know yeah, see where we can go with him. I wasn't always a big Sheamus fan. He's but, grown on me though. Yeah, I, but he, I've enjoyed his work, especially the longer he's he's been able. Yeah. I was happy when he came back. Uh, yeah. So. Um, and then uh, you get Cesaro defeats Lince Dorado via pinfall. Once again, like they're booking Lozaro the tag team Cesaro the tag team champ as a singles guy. I don't know if maybe Nakamura wasn't was he was Nakamura ringside for that uh not that i remember i don't i don't know like i said they oh, keep, no no he was they continuously give the belts they, they they put cesaro in a fucking tag team the only tag team that he was actually semi like booked as a tag team guy was his tag team with sheamus which i don't understand like maybe their goal was to push sheamus back into the main title picture and that's why they split them up but i liked the bar i thought they were great as a tag team right like, whatever um uh, Fiend comes out and does all this crawling around the ring with Alexa Bliss in the middle of it. And, like, was Alexa trying to set up Braun? Because she never gets attacked. Like, he doesn't attack her again because Braun's like, oh, I don't give a shit about Alexa Bliss. Right. But, like, so basically you fucking used Alexa for no reason. Like, right. that whole shit, him attacking her the week before, like, the hurt heel glove, because isn't that what that was supposed to be? When he gives you the manable claw with the heel or he gives you with the hurt, you become a different person. Like, I don't fuck it. The, the Fiend character is being so inconsistently booked with, like, his 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 lore that it, it, it's it's waning on me. Um, he's going to beat fucking Strowman at SummerSlam. He's going to get the belt back. Let's just move on. Right. Like, I like Strowman, but he should have never got the fucking title in the first place. Um, they should have put the Fiend versus Goldberg, which would have made fucking sense because the Fiend beat... I mean, Goldberg beat the Fiend. Just have the fucking Fiend beat Goldberg. Right. Retire the legend and move on. Whatever. Ugh. Um, <laughs> Sheamus beats King Corbin, like I said, from the match set up earlier. Uh, Stephanie McMahon laid out SummerSlam plans for Bailey and Sasha Banks. Bailey's obviously going to have to fight the winner of the Battle Royal. Uh, Sasha Banks is wrestling Asuka. If um, Asuka beats uh, Bailey next this week on Raw coming up, but going to happen <laughs> then this fucking segment Miz and John Morrison uh, comes out for the dirt sheet I guess their new spin on Miz TV Sonya Deville cuts a great promo yeah. the whole fucking Mandy's hair thing prior to it was just ridiculous and I get it Miz and Morrison have always been goofy when they're together but that was just fucking stupid like it wasn't funny like I didn't get laughs out of it and like it's such forced humor that I just didn't care for it see I'm, I'm not a heavy machinery fan. Like I, 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 I like them. Just like with with anybody in professional wrestling, I appreciate that you are there. I appreciate that you're you have made it to the WWE. That doesn't mean that I'm gonna. My be a thought fan. process is, is unless you're gonna book Otis like Mark Henry's Hall of Pain run, I don't know if I'll ever believe Otis is a, a viable champion. Like because at this point. He either has to beat Drew or has to beat The Fiend. Or he would potentially have to beat Brock Lesnar. 
whatever. Um, heavy Machinery comes out because they're making fun of, obviously making fun of Mandy. Um, they fight one another and um, ends in a no contest when Mandy Rose makes this, uh, makes her reappearance with her new shorter hair looking fine as one. There might not be a more beautiful woman in WWE than Mandy Rose. She's a good-looking girl, man. Yeah. And she, like, obviously, I'm pretty sure the hair that was cut off of her, I mean, she clearly got a haircut. Right. But most of it was probably extensions and some along those lines. But she looks good. I mean, it's very hard to make a girl that looks like her look bad. Right. Um, and then, obviously, Retribution comes in at the fucking end and just destroys everything. Uh, whatever. We'll they, see. We'll see what Apparently, it it's directionless. They had no fucking rhyme or reason to why they're doing things they don't know who's leading it who's in it whatever this is legit this is what's being said so they can go any way they want to go with it but there's a billion people out there that probably think it's cm punk they, oh yeah they've already apparently, every member is cm punk of retribution <laughs> every single one even the female one yep. um somebody did say that that was a case or you know they're saying it may be underground to get punk back involved like I don't know. Everybody's wait, hoping and praying that he's he's back with the company at some point. Money talks, bullshit walks. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, hey, if, if I'll, I'll be the first person to say, if CM Punk comes back, awesome. If yeah. he never comes back, also fine. Yeah, he had a good run. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all in all, I think the last couple of weeks, Raw's getting better. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown's starting to get a little bit better, creep up. Um, AEW is consistently, for me, the top show right now. Well, Wednesday nights, uh, AEW. But, but, I mean, it's the top show well, yeah. wrestling-wise. Because Raw's still not better than AEW. Agreed. SmackDown's nowhere near it. NXT flirts with it, but it's, it's not giving me a consistent card. Agreed. But AEW has done a better job of showing, even with 27,000 tag team matches, I'm still watching all two hours of AEW. Right. Um... Quick little, I mean, I know we're at an, uh, about an hour and 25 right now. So, you know, just quick, you know, there's some talks about AEW going to three hours. Cody kind of debunked that. My thought process is, is if you're going to go to three hours, I need some, I need you to start highlighting some of the people that aren't ex-WWE guys. Right. Give me some of your dark match fellows that I haven't seen to this point and let me, let me see those guys. Yep. Um, I don't want to see more WWE guys getting you know, XWW guys getting pushed. Don't get me wrong. Everybody comes from somewhere, but give me some of the more of the independent names that I don't know. That's I, what I, I want to say. I can tell you this. I don't want another three hours. I don't either. I don't either. I, personally, I like the two-hour concept. If anything, give me an hour show or another two-hour show at some point during the week, yep. and I'll watch that. Give me, like, a Saturday night, Saturday night slam or whatever you want to fucking call it. Right. Um, but, yeah, I digress. I mean, I think we're, we're in a great state of wrestling right now. A lot of good stuff going on. Um, haven't really had the time or opportunity to dive into any sort of New Japan stuff. I know they're getting ready to start the USA Cup. All the guys in the States are, are getting together at some location to, to, to start that. Um, New Japan's been really hindered by the travel restrictions and stuff lately. But, the, you know, Evil being the, the dual champ right now is pretty cool. They're putting the belt on somebody who's never had it. So, yep. um, And then obviously there's not a lot else going on. Impact. Uh, Obviously, you had a ton of we'll debuts. Brothers and yeah, a ton of debut, you know, debuts slash comebacks. Eric Young, Good Brothers, e, or, um, EC3, um, Machine, Heath Slater. Uh, 
Motor City Machine Guns coming out and winning the tag titles for them. That's all good stuff, injecting life into the brand over there. And um, Hey, got us talking about it, which is something yeah. that I don't think we've done yet. No. <laughs> really um, mentioned Impact. I mean, it may end up, end up being something I'll put on my to-do list. problem is i got to figure out where the fuck I'm going to watch it. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't have access, so I have to figure that out. Right. It is what it is. Um, good on those guys from going elsewhere and getting money and doing doing the shit they're doing and keep, keep working because, obviously, they're all extremely talented guys. Yeah. Exactly. And they're also teasing the potential for the North to wrestle the Revival and a cross-promotional impact AEW thing. That'd be cool. That would be. If, 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 if AEW does that, it opens the door for Ring of Honor, New Japan, to get their fucking thumbs out of their asses and start working together with AEW. Yep. Kenny needs to be in a New Japan ring. It's fucking ridiculous that they're holding it against him, that he came over here to help his friends do what he's doing, make good money doing what he's doing, and they're going to fucking use it against him. Yep. So... Uh, um, dude, what is... Where are we at? We're at like an hour and a half now, Yeah, right? hour and 28. <laughs> so... Yeah. Let's go ahead. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up this episode. End this one and uh, go ahead and move into uh, another one right after this. Yeah, which um, will drop on Friday. But yeah. Uh, so we hope, like I said, we hope you enjoy our takes today. Uh, if you uh, did, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Keep up to date on latest uh, issues. Um, you can find us on uh, Twitter, uh, DGI Podcast, uh, Instagram at Dad's Got Issues Podcast, and uh, on Facebook uh, by just searching up Dad's Got Issues Podcast. Yep, we have a group where we run and moderate it, and we also have a fan pay, uh, a page that gets all our, our weekly or our daily updates as far as from our Instagram and Twitter and so on and so forth. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to see us take a shot, uh, shoot on, um, shoot us a message on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or reach out to us via email. Um, if you have questions, uh, you know something that we're not highlighting wrestling wise give us let us know man we'll, we'll talk about it. we're doing our spotlight issue it'll come out uh next thursday a week of SummerSlam on SummerSlam. so hopefully you guys turn tune into that and uh give us a chance to continue to talk wrestling and talk shop with you guys yeah uh so um that'll do it for this issue uh don't forget to tune in on friday for our uh, around the multiverse uh, issue, uh, which is going to be issue number five of the DGI podcast. No, that'll uh, be, yeah, that'll be issue five. Yep, be this five. is four. Yep. So, do uh, you have anything else? Nope. All right, then hit our music. <laughs>